In my mind, perseverance is linked to physical activity and pushing my boundaries when I'm exhausted or in pain, reaping the sweet fruit of achievement and riding that endorphin wave. That's what it's all about for me. Hi everyone, I'm Radka and welcome to my podcast, The Authenticity Project, where I will share with you short episodes of funny, sad, embarrassing and inspiring stories. Sometimes there is just too much fluff and pretense in life and all that is missing is authenticity. And so here I present to you this mishmash of thoughts and ideas by regular people like you and me. After all, we're all unique and special in some way. Perseverance has many forms and layers. For some, it manifests in learning or improving a skill, while for others, it may be about surviving on an uninhabited island, think the Gilles Verne kind. But one thing that all people seem to have in common when it comes to perseverance is passion for what they do. Angela Duckworth, a professor at the University of Pennsylvania, and her research team studied grit in relation to success, and they define it as perseverance and passion for long-term goals. They found out that people with the most grit are more likely to accomplish something, whether it's graduating from West Point or winning a national spelling bee competition. So according to their findings, it's less about talent or even IQ, it's more about grit. It seems to be the main driving force behind success. The importance of grit is even more essential when starting your own business. And so I invited Chloe Tudor to share her thoughts on running her own clinic. Quick bio about Chloe. She moved to Toronto from a small town in Nova Scotia to study kinesiology at the University of Toronto. And from there, she moved to Ottawa to take her massage therapy program at Algonquin College. After working as a registered massage therapist, or RMT at various clinics for a few years. She opened a clinic of her own in December 2018. Hi, Chloe. Welcome to the Authenticity Project. Hi, thanks for having me, Radka. Oh, it's a pleasure. Today's episode is about perseverance. So I thought who better to talk to than someone who recently opened her own clinic? (laughs) Flattered. But uh, before we get into that, what made you pursue a career uh, as a registered massage therapist in the first place? You know, it's so funny. I still find it odd that I am an RMT. <laughs> I Growing up, I, I never gave massages. I never got massages. <laughs> um, I sort of fell into it because I loved sports. I was playing basketball a lot and I was good with science. So I kind of I fell into kinesiology, which I find a lot of high school students do. And then I took my kin degree at University of Toronto. And even there, I had no idea what I was going to do next. So I I ended up going to a career counselor and we answered all the questions and it landed on sports rehab massage therapist. And that's how it happened. (laughs) Wow. Well, not bad for someone who didn't know what to do. And and now you have your own clinic. Yeah. Thank you. So I know that you had worked as an uh, as an RMT for several years at different clinics, and then just one day, did you just like open uh, decide to open your own clinic, start your own business? 
Yeah, it's funny. Like I would love to say that I've dreamt of owning a company my whole life and then I've always loved business, but it, that wasn't really the case for me. It was the feeling that I think a lot of people can relate to where you don't love the way you're being managed and you feel strongly that you need to move on. And when thinking of moving on, I was so discouraged at the thought of moving on to a similar environment. And I felt that none of these environments were really me. So honestly, without too much thought, I decided I'm going to start an on-site corporate registered massage therapy company. And I, I recognized that was a gap in the, in the market. And I approached Katie, my business partner, with the idea. And she wanted to be a part of it. And it's been a hustle ever since. <laughs> Wonderful. That's <laughs> I, and I think that's that's what makes your business quite successful, isn't it? Identifying that gap and offering services to clients on site. Is that something that um, that's common in Toronto? Yeah, it's interesting. I working on my last clinic, I kept hearing clients say, "I got a massage at work, uh, but they were chair massages, and they still needed to come for a better release." So I kept thinking wow, this is so cool. Like offices are offering this perk to their employees, like a 10 or 15 minute free chair massage. But how cool would it be to actually provide real results to clients so that they don't have to leave the office to get an effective massage? Mm -hmm. So I don't know that there's any other corporate companies that do table massages like we do. Um, but there are a few ones that do the, the quick chair massages. Right. So what does it what does it mean? You just you just go into a company and and it's the same thing as if someone visited you at your clinic. Yeah, it's so similar. So we're bringing the massage table, all the sheets, music, lotion, and they set us up in a private room. And it's it could be their games room or a board room, literally any office space. There's a few offices that have. Um, like breastfeeding room. So we're, we're in all kinds of different spaces and it's completely private. And you actually forget like client or employees would say that they forgot that they were at work. So it's kind of cool. Amazing. What were some of the challenges associated with starting your own business? Ooh, so I would say for me, one of the biggest challenges that I face on a day-to-day -day is learning how to be okay having tough conversations. And I don't think anyone loves having tough conversations. So what Katie and I decided to do from the very beginning is to never hold anything in, speak freely with each other and the team. Transparency is so important. And as a leader, you have to be honest, humble, admit when you've made a mistake, be open to changing your mind. Um, but I actually wouldn't say that we've experienced too many challenges starting as the on-site company, which I just described was, was actually smarter than I realized at that time, because we're in all these amazing offices in downtown Toronto. And every day you're at an office, you reach hundreds of people. So it was free promotion. And these people wanted to see us more outside of the office. So that's when we recognized that we needed a physical space. So we're lucky in that we were busy from day one of opening the clinic. Um, but I think that a lot of people, when opening a business, the financial stress is a, is a huge one. You, most companies aren't profitable for the first one to two years. It's terrifying and it's unpredictable in the early stages. So one of the other things that I did when leaving my last clinic is I did it slowly. Like I just took one day off at first and I made sure that day was full of my own clients and then another day. And then, then I fully pulled out. And for me, it, it, I think it was a better decision to do that. Sounds smart. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm, 
I'm full disclosure. I am a client of yours as well, and uh, I've been I've been going to various massage therapists for years. And the difference when I walk into your clinic is that it feels like home. the The ambiance is just very cozy and, and friendly, and you have a couch there instead of those you know regular um, seats. But I have to say that it also sounds like the people that work for you are more connected or there is there is a different connection among them as, as opposed to some of the other clinics yeah that's so great to hear thank you it's one of the things when opening a space that was so important to us it was like there's not a lot of clinics in Toronto that have that welcoming vibe and still provide excellent therapy so it's either like a spa massage where it's really you know zen and, and usually the, the I shouldn't say always but the therapy might not meet it. So yeah, when we were looking to hire, like we have 11 people right now, actually 11 ladies. Female <laughs> group. Yeah. And, and they're amazing. I feel like they're all at the top of their game. So we all often collaborate on clients. That's my favorite way to treat. I personally love to treat therapeutic and injuries. And I love it when my client also sees a physiotherapist and then mm-hmm. we just we talk through their entire treatment plan to make it the most efficient. Right. Now, what advice would you have for those who are thinking of starting maybe their own business, but maybe hesitant for whatever reason? So I have three pieces of advice I would give. Number one, (laughs) you have to enjoy what you're doing. Me and Katie have been hustling since the day we started, but it really never felt like work. It was so exciting, but I, if I would think if you don't love what you're working towards, I can imagine, imagine that being very difficult to maintain that hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, never stop learning, read books, take courses, challenge your thoughts and always look to improve yourself. Um, one of my favorite sayings is the most dangerous phrase in the human language is we've always done it this way. So don't just assume that the way things are being done in your field are the way they should be done. And number three, this one's really important and I feel like it's often missed, but Follow what the market's telling you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Often people get so stuck on their original idea that they actually don't listen to what the public's telling them. So for example, with us in our health clinic, I never considered having mental health services, but over and over again, clients would share that they're looking for one. So we decided to give it a try. And our psychotherapist is so busy that now we're looking to add one and we don't even have to promote her. (laughs) Wow. That's, that's amazing that, uh, do have to listen and to your point Chloe I don't think um, many people do um, you you man- you mentioned spa massages and and there are so many different approaches to massage therapy um, you mentioned your specialty is rehab or sports rehab therapy um, so what's your take on all these different uh, massage therapies that are out there like may- maybe you mentioned the spa massage so what's your what's your take on that So my views have actually grown on this a lot in the recent years. I think I had some insecurities as an RMT and I thought that people would think I was unintelligent and that I just rubbed bodies. So I thought I had to be extra deep and tackle areas of pain in the body. Um, But after working for about 10 years now, I realized the benefits of both relaxation and deep tissue. And although I'm still not somebody who provides relaxation massages, I think it's so amazing for our minds and bodies. Over and over again, I see what stress can create in the body. So given how powerful the mind is, if a spa massage brings your stress levels down and provides deeper breathing, 
imagine the effect that will have on your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, I think both are great and it's sort of just what works best for the client. Well, speaking of which, that actually leads me to my next question. Let's say I'm interested in, in having a massage, uh, but I just don't know where to start. How should I go about choosing the right massage therapist and the right therapist for that matter? Because that's very important. Yeah, it is a tough question because I think most people who go for massages would say that they had a really hard time finding their therapist and being happy and being loyal. Um, I think personality is a huge thing. You need to trust your therapist, be comfortable with them, but you don't really know that until you start. Um, so that's a hard one. But it, for me, for example, I like, I like to go to a massage therapist that is similar to how I treat. So I look for somebody who maybe has a kinesiology degree or specializes in certain injuries and has other qualifications like scar tissue release or Um, active release technique, but there's so many out there. And I guess, depending on your style, you would look for therapists that have, have some of those extra courses under them, which is usually in their bio on their website, Mm -hmm. but it's a hard one. (laughs) Yeah. I I won't lie. It uh, it took me years to find you and um, it wasn't always the most pleasant experience. And I wouldn't even say it was good for my, for my body overall, for my health you leave more stressed. It's awful. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that's very true. So in your opinion, what are some benefits of having a massage done by someone like yourself, for instance? Um, So the main benefits are you decrease muscular and fascial tension, um, decrease scar tissue, perhaps. I, I specialize in scar tissue work as well. Increase circulation, lymphatic drainage, if you have any swelling going on. Um, but massage really does go deeper than just the physical responses, as I kind of described earlier. It also can decrease t- stress, anxiety, and it improves your sleep. So even experiencing touch, it's so underrated. If you think about it, most of us only experience touch really from our partners, if you have one. So massage really adds to every aspect of your well-being. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. <laughs> This is going to sound weird, but doesn't feel a little bit dirty when you think about it, though. Like you're paying someone for touching you. Yeah, but we need that like emotional connection, right? So it provides so much like endorphin release just to feel like a pleasant touch. Like, you know, it's yeah, it's good. No, for the you're, mind. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, I recently read an article about um, a massage therapist who was providing services to babies yes and I was curious to hear your thoughts on that so I actually one of my placements was treating babies okay (laughs) it was so hilarious because obviously you never know what the client slash baby is going to be like they could be fussy they could be crying they could be be a crying baby yeah yeah Yeah. so it was really you just kind of had to read the baby and if you can go in for massaging them but I think one of the biggest lessons I learned from treating babies was if they have constipation, there's really easy massage techniques that you can do. And it's, it's pretty immediate and it's pretty amazing. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I'll have to teach you sometime. <laughs> <laughs> what, what area do you have to massage their tummy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do babies, do babies need massages? Are their muscles 
fully developed for that? No. So for them, it's not really about the pressure. It's more about getting them to experience touch. It kind of goes back to what we just talked about. It's allowing them to, to be welcoming to touch and to be comfortable with touch and maybe provides relaxation. I don't know. It could help them go to sleep, I suppose. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if oxytocin is released when, when they get um, like a nice gentle massage. Yeah, I wonder. I haven't seen studies for babies, but I'm sure it would. <laughs> um, so you, you treat male as well as female clients. Are there any major differences when it comes to male-female um, response to pain? Oh, good question. <laughs> all the males are going to hate me. The women are all, all more tolerant of pain usually. <laughs> more yeah. It's funny. Cause sometimes I'll get these CrossFit guys who are massive and they come in and they look at me cause I'm, I'm a little petite and they, they say, please go as hard as you can. Like it, nothing's hard enough. And immediately I'll start. And I kind of sometimes just cause I'm competitive, I just prove that, like I want to prove a point and immediately they're like, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, it's interesting. But, but women, I find most of them can tolerate and enjoy a much deeper pressure than the men do. They're not probably even that local about experiencing pain. Yeah. Wow. So you actually face biases uh, as I can, as far as I can tell. <laughs> you because you're like you said you're petite and um yeah yeah I mean I think everybody especially in our job it's labor right so there's a lot of biases in massage in general I think me and you have talked about this before but as a male RMT it would be a really tough profession to be in most people male or female don't feel comfortable going to a male massage therapist Yeah, I, I, I know. I, I remember you telling me about that one time. Yeah. How does that make you feel? You know, it's funny because we actually hired. So right now we're an all female team We're 11 of us and they're, it's amazing. And I'm actually kind of loving the vibe of being an all female clinic right now. Um, but our, our first hire was actually a male massage therapist and he was fabulous. He is one of the smartest massage therapists I know. And I knew hiring a male RMT would be tough, but I just thought this is a no brainer. He's so much better than I am. Like he's got to get busy. And honestly, I could not convince people to see him. It, it, it didn't work. So I, at first I was, I was getting angry for him and, and he was not though. He was like, I get it. Like he, he totally understood that feeling as women not feeling safe. Right. Um, so he's not, he wasn't blaming people, but at first I was like, that's so unfair, but yeah. <laughs> it is. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, many, uh, many businesses went under during the lockdown, but it sounds like those that changed their strategy, um, they seem to be more successful in staying above the water and your clinic is up and running again. How did you manage to stay open and above the water? Yeah, I, I learned a lot during quarantine. Um, first of all, you can't prepare for everything. <laughs> so when, when starting a business, it's really smart to look at the risks. For example, for a health clinic, what happens if people no longer have health benefits? But like most people, 
we never considered a pandemic. Um, but my biggest lesson that I learned is don't be a victim. And I'm not going to lie, this is really hard. It's so easy to focus on what you can't do and focus on all those negatives, but that's not getting you anywhere. And it's bad for your mind and it's bad for your business. So we did what many clinics did and we went virtual and we were honestly blown away at the value it offered. We offered classes we've never offered before. We had all of these amazing contacts with the companies that I mentioned before, and we reached out to them to help with the morale at their office. And most importantly, we stayed relevant. And another big thing that we did is we kept the team connected. So we had weekly team meetings via Zoom and we motivated each other and it brought us really close. So June 1st was our date of reopening and it turned out to be our highest monthly appointments ever at For Health's Sake. And this is taking into consideration the extra time between clients and staggering appointments. Mm -hmm. So yeah, now we're looking, we're adding actually another massage therapist, another physio and a mental health therapist. That's impressive. So your business is actually thriving. Yeah. The lockdown. <laughs> I, I don't want to say it out loud because I'm like, please don't let this be just a moment. You want to jinx it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very good. Impressive. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. I feel relaxed, even though you didn't really give me a massage, but just listening <laughs> to you talk about massage therapy uh, makes me want to go and get one. But thanks so much for joining me today. It was a real pleasure. Thank you for having me, Radka. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Authenticity Project. You can learn more about the research on GRIT and Chloe's clinic on my blog at theauthenticityprojectpodcast.blogspot.com. And by the way, what's your story of perseverance? Why don't you leave me a message? And until next time, strive to persevere like I did when I finally learned how to pronounce kinesiology.